are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Um, So tonight, I just want to unpack a simple message for you, for those of you who are new, those of you who aren't new but want to gain some perspective on what is fasting and and how can this be a successful fast for me. Um, I I want to do that uh, for you tonight. Um, Simply stated, biblical fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Biblical fasting is refraining from food, that's hard to say, for a spiritual purpose. Now, there are other things you can fast, and we'll talk about that here in a moment. Um, and, and here's what I firmly believe after many years of doing this, the third year leading Fuel Church in this 21 days of prayer and fasting. I believe that when you give God your first, your first, the first month of the year, the first days of the year, the first couple weeks of the year, I believe when you give God that tithe of the whole year, stay with me, I believe when you give him that tithe through prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year that you set up the course for your entire year. I'm talking spiritually speaking. You set up the course. Now understand this. Fasting has everything to do with your spirit man growing and flourishing and your flesh man being put down. Now listen, listen. Everything in your life, everything in my life revolves around our spirit man. And whether we know it or not, you'll be successful in your finances when your spiritual walk is in tune with the word of God and in tune with the things of God. Your mental capacity will be in, in line with the peace of God when, when, when you are in tune spiritually. Everything in your life, your marital relationship, your, your, your friends, your job, everything is connected to your spirit. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm so excited to share this today. I've been waiting all day to share this. So fasting is like a spring cleaning. How many like spring cleaning? Yeah, yeah. Declutter, right? Declutter. Uh, 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 how, how, many, how many get surprised at what you find when you do spring cleaning? And all the wives said, amen. Didn't know those underwear had been there for about nine months behind that chair. <laughs> Didn't know the dog left that kind of deposit for me. Right? And so, so, so when we do a spring cleaning, we find things that sometimes we didn't know was there. Okay? Um, we also find things there that we knew were there, but we didn't want to do anything about it. We didn't want to pick it up. We didn't want to change it. We didn't want to rearrange it. We were just got kind of lazy, spiritually speaking. Come on now. That's what fasting is. We, we, we come and we do this spring cleaning and we, we begin to declutter areas of our life and, and we begin to clean out. We do a spiritual cleansing because how many know that our soul Our soul, our soul can get cluttered. Our mind, our will, our emotions. We hold on to things. We have compartments and rooms for things. And we shove it in there. And we don't want to deal with it because it hurts. And it's going to take work to deal with that. That relationship that went sour. 
right? That, that person who hurt me, I'm just going to put it over here. That person who left me, that death in the family, I don't want to deal with it, so I'm going to put it off to the side right now. And so our soul can get cluttered with so many things that this world brings us. And, and, and we could get so focused on our soul and we get so focused on our body because we all do a pretty good job at feeding our bodies. Not too many of us in here missed a meal over the holidays. We actually added a few more meals. But then what happens is we're so focused on our soul. We're so focused on our body that our spirit man's down here like, hey, don't forget about me. Don't forget to feed me. Don't forget to take care of me. Right? And many times, because we don't see our spirit man, we forget about it. We forget about it, don't we? We see our body. Our body's telling us, you need fed. You need three meals and snacks in between. Come on. Our body's saying it. Our mind is running crazy with thoughts, with emotions every day. But then there's a side of us that we don't see our spirit, man, that is saying, hey, hey, pay attention to me. And we go throughout the year and we come to church and that's great. And we do our devotionals and that's great. But because we live in this carnal world, because we live in this sensory world where we're impacted by what goes on around us, we pay more attention to our body and our soul than we do our spirits. Okay. Isaiah 43, 19 says this. Check this out. It says, I'm going to do a new thing. It's already happening. Don't you recognize it? Hit your neighbor and say, don't you recognize it? I will clear a way in the desert. I will make rivers on dry land. I love verse 18. I don't have it up there, but it says this. Verse 18 is before verse 19, right? Okay, let's make it sure. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. God says, listen, you want me to do a new thing? You got to forget some things in the past. There's some old habits. There's some old hangups. There's some old addictions, some old strongholds that you got to get rid of for me to do this new thing. Now, I want to do the new thing. And some of you don't even recognize it, that I want to make a way in the wilderness. And I want to make that desert, that dryness, that spiritual dryness that you feel. I want to make it feel like a river coming through your life. But you got to release some old thinking, some old habits, some old friends so that you can step into the new. I love this scripture because it says God is speaking in Isaiah 43, 19. He says, I'm going to do a new thing. And he says, hey, it's already happening. But he says this, don't you even recognize it? You know how you recognize the new thing that God wants to do in your life? By putting your flesh under and by feeding your spirit. By putting your flesh under, by telling your body and your soul, hey, you're on pause for a minute. 300 and some 60, how many ever days out of the year, I give you all the attention. Now I'm giving God this tithe at the beginning of the year. I'm giving him my focus. I'm turning off the TV. I'm cutting out certain foods. I'm fasting certain things. I'm fasting people. I'm fasting friends. I'm fasting going out to eat, whatever it is. I'm fasting my phone. A lot of different things you could do, and I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm so excited. I feel like I'm floating on a cloud right now, to be honest with you. Some of you are like, whoa, what's he smoking? Nothing. Gave that up a long time ago. 
Many times we don't see the new thing that God wants to do because we're feeding our soul and our body more than our spirit, and they're cluttered. They're clouding the vision. We don't see the new thing God wants to do because our vision is clouded. It's cluttered up. And we don't even see God has so much more for us. Hit your neighbor and say, there's always more with God. Come on, there's always more with God. God's not done. 2017 may have been a hard year for you. 2017 may have been a year that you just don't even want to think about. You're just like, I can't wait to step into the new year. Listen, just because the calendar changed doesn't mean that you've changed. You've got to do something different to get different results. And it may have been a hard year for some of you. I know the stories in this church. You, you've experienced death and loss and you've experienced some, some, some bad relationships gone wrong. And you've experienced a lot of you know, financial issues. And guess what? You can step into the new year and you can proclaim that my God is going to do a new thing. He's going to make a way in the wilderness of my life. And I grab a hold of that and I believe it by faith. He says, I'll make rivers on the dry land. He'll make a refreshing. There'll be a refreshing that comes over your life. The Bible, Jesus says about the Holy Spirit that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The Spirit of God will begin to flow over the dryness of your life. Did you have a spiritually dry year in 2017? Doesn't have to be like that in 2018. Did you ever look to the left and wonder why that person always got his hands up, tears running down his face during worship, and you're like, cold as a fish? And you're like, I I don't get it. I don't experience what they're experiencing. I I don't get it. I'm not gaining uh, what they're getting from the word of God. God wants you to have a year full of the Holy Spirit. He He wants you to have a year that is not dry, but full. He, he wants you to overflow. He wants you to overflow. This is what God has. He says, some of you don't even recognize it. I want to clear away in the desert of your life. I, I want to do this. And the reason we don't recognize it is because we're feeding our body and our soul so much. So listen to this. God is triune. You know that? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's called the Trinity. It's part of what our doctrine, our biblical doctrine here. And God made us triune. Did you know that? Did you know that? Listen to this. Very important for you to catch this. We are a spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul that lives in a body. Someone say, I am a spirit. I have a soul that lives in a body. I am a spirit. I have a soul that lives in a body. And can I submit to you that all three, all three of these want to run our lives. All three of them. Check this out. The body connects us to ourselves. Now listen, lean into this for the next 20 minutes. Lean into this. The body connects us to ourselves. It wants to be fed. And and most of the time we feed it and overfeed it. It feeds on the carnal and the fleshly appetites, the lust and the greed Our body screams, you need that in your life. You need that new outfit. You need that new car. You need that, right? It says you need that type of body that you see on TV. This is what our body does. It connects us to ourselves. Our soul connects us to others. 
Our soul connects us to others. It thrives on attentions and affirmation and friendships and soulish ties come along with that and our thoughts and our emotions. So our body connects us to ourselves. Our soul connects us to others. Listen to this. Our spirit connects us to God. Our spirit connects us to God. When we accept Christ, we are made new according to the word of God. A new spirit comes in us. But because our body and our soul, we are not perfect. Only our spirit man is perfect. Because of our body and our soul and because of the sinful nature that Adam and Eve brought into the earth, we are imperfect. Okay, maybe you're perfect, but I'm not. (laughs) Right? We are imperfect. Our spirit is perfect. Huh? Our spirit can't be tainted, right? We, we, the, the Bible says that our spirit is kept until the day of Christ's return. Our, our spirit is perfect. All three of these want our attention and all three of these want to be fed. So how do we take control so our spirit runs our lives? Well, one of the ways we do that is through fasting and praying. Because fasting disconnects us from our body and our soul and prayer connects us to hear God more clear. Fasting disconnects us from our body and soul. Prayer connects us to hear God more clear. You know, God never left your life. He's always been talking. Huh? He never stops speaking, but it's us that stop listening. God is always there. He's an ever-present help, the Bible says, in the time of need. God's always speaking. It's just a matter of are we always listening to what God is speaking? And a lot of times, I know in my life, I'm so focused on my body and my soul that I miss what God is saying. I miss it. So the idea, the idea of fasting and praying is this. The idea is that we're sacrificing things we like, food, entertainment, social media, TV, electronics, whatever, whatever it is, whatever your flesh, your body likes. We're sacrificing things we like. For something we love, the presence of God, a closer walk, intimate walk with the Lord this year. Like God, last year was great. We did good financially in our, in our home and our kids were good. But God, I, I want to go deeper in the things of God. I, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I realize, man, my personal relationship with the Lord is so more important than any other thing. Because everything that is connected to me flows out of that relationship. Because I don't treat my wife right when I'm not in that close relationship with the Lord. I get a little snippy. Would you believe that? I get a little impatient with my three little kids and yell at them once in a while. Oh, you don't do that, right? I mean, fasting will pull out the best or the worst in you. (laughs) Trust me. Just ask us about, what, seven hours ago. (laughs) Everything in your life flows out of that relationship with the Lord. You can tell when someone's close with the Lord. You can tell. My wife can tell. I can tell with her, right? I'm more patient. When I I had times of prayer, listen, I'll be impatient. I'll be the first one to pull up to the drive-thru. Why am I talking about drive-thrus right now? And order a number seven spicy chicken sandwich with cheese, Brother Joe. 
with a Sprite and say, why ain't they got it to me? It's been two and a half minutes. All right. Everything in your life flows out of that relationship. So, 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 so we're starting the new year. You have a fresh start to start that relationship. Right. And what a better time than to give God the tithe of this year. And so, so, so we're sacrificing things we like. Okay. Can I just submit this to you? I hate fasting. Amen. I, I, I'm the pastor. I hate it. But my spirit man loves it. I love it. Because God does, he's done so many things in those three weeks for, I don't know how many years I've done it, but he's done so many things in my life personally, so many things for our church, okay? And, and, and so I'm a firm believer in it. I've never walked away from fasting saying it didn't work. I've walked away from it saying it, it, that sucked. <laughs> I got 15 invites that someone wanted to bless me with Chick-fil-A or Chipotle, they ain't never asked to take me out, but now during the 21 days, everybody, it's going to happen. They're going to bring donuts to your work tomorrow. Someone that you don't like and they don't like you is going to say, you know what? I got a gift card. I want to take you out today. And you're going to be like, the devil is a liar. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's bound to happen, right? And so, so it's our tradition in Fuel Church to take the first three weeks and to drown out these voices, these voices of our flesh, of our soul and our body, to drown them out so we can hear more clear the voice of God. So we, we kicked off on January 1st, and uh, there's a reason why we started on the first this year, and it, it's kind of a selfish reason, I'm going to admit it. it <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. It's kind of selfish on my end. But the 21st is my 40th birthday. And I'm not fasting on my 40th birthday. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, you know, and I thought about this all day. Am I just going to come up here and kind of brush that over? Am I going to tell the people, you know, this is the reason we started on the 1st and we're ending it on the 21st. It's my 40th birthday and I want to eat chocolate cake and ice cream. Come on, somebody. And I want you to eat it with us. Because that's on a Sunday and we're going to party that Sunday. We're going to party. We're going to throw down. We're going to throw down. They're giving me the Sunday off, they said. And we're going to throw down. I don't know what they're doing, but they gave it me off. I'm going I'm to eat ice cream all day. I'm just being honest with you. So, we have prayer times that we have Tuesdays, 6 to 6.30, 30 minutes. We put on worship. We walk around. You kneel. You do whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with. And then last five minutes, one of our leaders comes up. We pray over some things you'll see on the screens. And... And uh, some prayer objectives that we have, and, and uh, we'll pray over those things. And uh, that'll be it. So we do that on Tuesdays. We do that on Saturdays. So you can join us this Saturday. I'll be here this Saturday, 10 o'clock. Come right through the main doors. Come in here. It'll be nice and warm in here. We'll join together and pray. So we do that for those three weeks. So real quick, I want to give you a few keys for a successful fast. Because some of you, this is new. And uh, you need to know a few things. Number one is you need to set your prayer objectives. Set your prayer objectives. James 4, 2 and 3 says this. You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not, do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. 
We're not taking a time of prayer and fasting to ask God to give us a Lamborghini. That's what this scripture is saying. Like, he's like, listen, um, don't have wrong motives when you're coming to God in prayer, right? Uh, We got to check our motives. We're not like praying over our Powerball ticket for 21 days. But if you win, holla at your boy. (laughs) Ain't no shame in my game. Winning some property. Um, We're not praying, God, uh, you know, that gorgeous blonde at my job. I really believe this is my year to, you know, make that connection. No, you go home to your wife. (laughs) It's not the gorgeous blonde. Well, I pray God would give me a new wife. No, no, no. He, he gave you one. You just got to work that thing out. <laughs> it's not the blonde. Well, I was fasting for a new wife. <laughs> Wrong motive. <laughs> uh, so so you, need to, you need to set your prayer objectives. What, what, do you, what do you believe in God for this year? Here's my three main objectives. I'm just going to share them with you. My three main objectives, there's, very, there's other things that fall underneath each of these three, but my first thing is I want a greater passion for lost people than I've ever had before. It never gets old to me when people come to Christ. I don't care if it's one person on a Sunday or 27, the, how many ever we had Christmas Eve. We had 597 people. I know there was three people who at least got saved on that video. Someone tell me about it so we can say 600. <laughs> Someone find somebody and say, you prayed it, didn't you? And just make them say yes. And then come tell me. I'm just kidding. But it never gets old to me that somebody commits their life to Christ. Because I remember where I was when he found me. And I never want to lose that passion. Actually, I want more of it. So that's my first prayer. God, give me a greater passion for lost people. For lost people. Number two, my prayer objective is a deeper and stronger walk with the Lord. Deeper and stronger walk with the Lord. I want to go deeper. I don't want to be like I was last year. It was great. It's a great year, but I, I, I need to go a little deeper. And I feel like God is pushing me to go deeper in some areas. And so I want a deeper and stronger walk with the Lord. My third prayer objective is simply this, land. Land, L-A-N-D. Not Lando Lakes Butter, land. Simple as that. I'm believing by the end of this year, God is going to open up an opportunity for us to get some land, to be in the process of getting land, to be buying some land, to someone giving us some land. I don't know. I'm just believing. My face out there, okay? Because we're not going to run 25 services on a Sunday here. (laughs) My wife said she would divorce me if we do that. So it's done, man. Like, we need to build something, you know? So the, that, that's kind of where I'm at. And there's a lot of other things that fall underneath there that I'm believing for personally in my family, in my marriage, with my kids, with our church. And so, so lay out some objectives, write them down, write them down, get a journal. The best thing to do journal this time period. Now, if you say, man, I didn't start on the first, that's okay. Start today, start tomorrow, do something. Everybody can do something. Everybody can do something. Even if it's your first year ever doing it, you can do something. Okay. Um, number two, decide what type of fast you will do. Number two, decide what type of fast you will do. Now, look at this, Matthew 6, 16, 18. When you fast, not if you fast, when you fast. 
notice that there are three duties of a Christian, serving, giving, worshiping, and fasting. And this is one of them. When you fast, when you fast, key words there. Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. The hypocrites, they, they, they want the attention. They want people to ask them, hey, you know, what's wrong? Why aren't you going out to eat with the rest of the crew at the job? Why, you know, what's going on? Well, I'm fasting. Okay? Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not going to win anybody to Jesus. They're going to look at you weird. Okay? They don't understand it. You do. He says, truly, I tell you, you have received their, full, full, their reward in full. But when you fast, once again, we see it again. It's part of the Christian life. But when you fast, I know your belly's turning right now, just like mine. Put oil on your head. Wash your face. When you fast, just, man, act normal. Take a bath, a shower. Comb your hair. Don't walk around like, how you doing? Shake my hand like you're a dead cold fish. Oh, just be normal. Because why unbelievers aren't going to understand it. And you're going to be a bad witness to them. Okay? This isn't to go announce it to your whole job. Put it on the intercom. Put it on the Facebook. I'm fasting this. I need everybody to know. Now, if you're fasting social media, that's different. But, but this is what Jesus is saying. Look at this. And he says, so that you, it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting. Don't do it. But only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Fasting has rewards. Fasting has rewards. Spiritual rewards. It, but it has rewards. Okay? And so, so what do you do? What type of fast you do? Well, you need to ask the Holy Spirit what you should do. You need to ask him. And then you need to ask yourself, what do I love? What does my body, what does my soul love? What are some things? And make a list. And it'll be a long list. And begin to make your list. And then you begin to pray about it on what you should do. Now, here's a few different types of fasts. There's something called the Daniel fast, which is basically fruits and veggies. Fruits and veggies um, and liquids. Just not milkshakes, but... Daniel fast, no meats and sweets, no carbs, none of that. A lot of people here do the Daniel fast. I'm going to tell you what I do here in just a minute. Every year I do kind of the same thing. So a lot of people do the Daniel fast. Some people just do liquids. So they're doing, you know, protein shakes and juice shakes and no food at all. Okay. If you've never done it before, I do not suggest that. As your pastor, you will last five hours. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest, okay? And so there's the total fast. That's the total fast is just no food at all, okay? Now, you could do that the full 21, or you could do that seven out of the days and then go to the Daniel fast, however you feel to do it, okay? Um, but those are the main ones that have to do with food. Now, there's some, like, we ask our kids to give up something. I'm teaching my kids at a young age to live a fasted lifestyle. And all our kids, they gave up stuff. Some, their iPod, their phone, their sweet, sweets, things like that. My little Claire Bear is doing the Daniel fast. She's on day four of her Daniel fast. She's 11 years old. <laughs> making sure. Making sure. Yeah. What's that? It's the lack of food. Lack of food. Thank you, Rachel. She's 11 years old, and she's done the Daniel fast since Sunday. That's awesome. And so everybody can do something. Now, here's what I'll tell you to do. If you gave up Oreos last year, um, 
maybe do something a little different? If you said, last year I fasted vegetables, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. You know, you don't like vegetables to start with. Um, so challenge yourself is what I'm saying. You, you only get out of it what you put into it. So there's no reason to even do it if you're looking at it this way. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Um, so there's, that, there's those kind of fasts that have to do with food. And this is all found in the word of God. I mean, I don't have time to give you all the scriptures. I only have a few minutes left. But if you go onto the YouVersion Bible app, which you all should have on your phone, it is a phenomenal resource that I can't live a day without as a Christ follower. There's not a day that goes by that I do not open that app, look at the verse of the day, and go to my Bible reading plans. There is thousands of Bible reading plans for every one of you in here, no matter if you're a mom, a husband, a teenager, a child, whatever. And so there are certain fasting ones on there that, that you can read, and they'll have a lot of scriptures in there for you. And we're going to give you a handout. The ushers are going to get that prepared here in a moment. When you walk out the doors, you're going to get a handout from us. We prepared some things for you to check out as well, some websites on there that you can see. Then there's a soul fast. Every year I give up social media because I find myself just like some of you, like this, doing thumb exercises and my thumbs are getting nice and big. Look at that. See that muscle? I just made that up. But, um, and so I give it up. I, 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 I'm off social media. So, um, cause it, it, it gets my time. It gets my attention. It feeds my soul, feeds my soul. So, um, some of you, it may be TV texting. It could be the news. It, we could all just fast the news. That'd be a good thing. Um, could be internet, could be hanging out with friends, could be, I mean, going out to eat. I, it could be a lot of different things, okay? And so, so you got to see what's best for you. Because um, um, the key to fasting is disciplining your flesh. Um, it's, not try, it's not us going around trying to show others that we're more spiritual than them. No, Jesus just said it. Don't do that. Live your normal life. You'll get your reward from God. Go, go along your life. Now, you do need to tell some people in your life what you're doing, right? Maybe your spouse, maybe your kids, so they know what you're doing. But you don't need to announce it. Maybe you have some accountability partners that are going to help you, and you're going to help them through the fast. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. But you don't need to announce it to everybody what you're doing. You do what you feel God's telling you to do. Amen? I do the Daniel fast. I take two to three days each week of the fast, and I just do liquids only. So I'll do two to three days, no food at all, and then I'm Daniel on those other days. And then I told you I don't do any social media. And I don't tell you that out of any pride or anything. It's just some people want to know what I do, and that's probably the number one asked question. What fast do you do? And so I'm telling you that to help you. Um, and so you could see, um, may, maybe whatever you feel led to do. So fast food, you can fast soulish things as well. All right. A few more minutes. I'm just seeing where I should go. So point number three is this. The point of fasting is to put to death the flesh is to put to death the flesh. Look at Romans eight thirteen. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will what? You will what? Live. 
you will live. I think we all could say yes to this, that I have some fleshly tendencies that I need to put to rest. Come on now. There are some things in my life that I need to put to rest. There are some things that have, went, have been left unchecked that are now turning into strongholds, turning into maybe an addiction in my life. And when we fast, we put the flesh under. Do you see that? And we feed our spirit so that we can be led by the spirit. Simply put, fasting denies the flesh and feeds your spirit. Feed your spirit. It feeds your spirit. Yes, it's going to scream. Yes, your flesh is going to hate it just like my flesh hates it. So what you do during the, the, the fast is during the times that you would watch TV, you would be on the internet, you'd be on social media, you replace it now with spiritual things. So it really doesn't do much good if you just like, okay, what do I do? Just sit here and twiddle my thumbs? Like look at the TV and it being blank? You know, you, you gotta do different things. So you open the word of God, you put worship on, you put on podcast. Amen, you come to church, right? Come to the prayer times if you can make it out. And, and that's gonna help you during those seasons because there's gonna be seasons where you're just like, I'm done, I'm going to steak and shake, that's it. <laughs> for a meal, sign me up. But can I tell you, I have never had billboards talk to me like I have in the last four days. That steak and shake billboard on 31 screams at me. I talk back to it. I say, I'm not not eating you. Not doing it. So we need to replace um, the things we'd be doing with spiritual things. And get devotionals. Develop a prayer time. Um, and so that's going to help you in your fast. Just whatever fast you decide to do, just make sure it's, it's silencing your body and your soul. That's it. Just make sure that you're depriving your body and soul of some things. That's it for spiritual reasons. Number four, I'm going to close with this. Come on guys. It's eight Oh nine getting you out early. Number four is you need to expect results. You need to have your anticipation level high. Your expectation needs to be, God, I want something new in my spiritual walk. God, I don't want to have the same relationship I did last year. I want to go deeper. God, I I need you to move on my behalf. God, I expect for you to invade my life with your presence. God, I believe that you not only hear my prayers, but you are answering every one of my prayers. You need to believe that you will no longer struggle with the addiction or stronghold you've been struggling with. You need to believe that this is the year your family members are coming to know Christ. You need to believe that all those invite cards you handed out last year, that this year they're actually going to come and they're going to surrender their life to Christ. You need to believe that this year the struggle financially is over. It's over. The struggle financially is over. You need to believe that you can release unforgiveness. You can release that person. You can release what they did to you, what they said to you, the hurt that they caused, that you can do it. That you can do it with God's help. He's going to help you release that person. You're no longer going to be a slave to that person. That you're going to release them. 
And so I want you to expect great things from God during these 21 days. I want you to expect God to show up on your behalf. How many believe that tonight? How many believe that tonight? How many, how many got your faith level up here tonight that you're believing that something new is happening, that God is doing something new. He's making a way in the wilderness. He's providing rivers in the desert of my life, and I want to be a part of it. I'm going to know it. God said, don't you know it? No, I do know it, God, and I believe that you're doing it, and I give you the tithe for 2018, and we give you these first couple weeks, God, and we believe for the impossible to take place in our individual lives and in our lives corporately as fuel church 2017 was great but we got to turn the page i told myself this the other day i was celebrating what 2017 done and i said i gotta stop 2018 is a new year we got to turn the page I'm thankful for what God did. It was a monumental year that I believe we'll look back on for decades to come. But 2018, God wants to do more. He wants to save more. Come on now. He wants to see more people plugged into their purpose and their calling. He wants to see us reach this city that is lost, 50% that is on their way to a Christless eternity. God wants us to do more mission work. God wants us to raise up more leaders. God wants us to pour into more of the next generation of our kids and our students. He has more for us. We can't settle for what he did last year. We got to believe and we got to expect great things from God. We expect it. We expect it. We attempt great things for God, and we expect great things from God. We attempt big things for God, and we expect great things from God. Stand with me. Hey, thanks for listening today, and maybe you're out there, and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball, you've taken some wrong turns, you've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real, and it's for you. And and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life change me in Jesus name. It's simple as that. And uh, I encourage you find a good local church. If, if you can get to fuel church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things in the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God until next time. God bless you. Have a great week.